Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. We don't know who you are. We do know what you want. If you're looking for information, we can tell you what we know. We do have very particular sets of skills, skills we have acquired over very long careers, skills that make us a nightmare for boredom for people like you. If you listen to our podcast now and tell your friends to subscribe, that'll be the end of it. We will not look for you. We will not pursue you. But if you don't, we will look for you. We will find you and we will podcast you. Welcome to episode 25 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton and the man with a particular set of skills set to bring some professionalism to this nonsense. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkman. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Robbie. So many things in that intro. Is that there's depth there? Yeah, there's, yeah, it's, it's like a some pop, it's ice a pop cream. culture reference, isn't it? Definitely. Oh, you, you, you didn't get the movie. Well, the movie I'll be talking, I, all I can think of is Mr. T and A Team, but it's not quite right. No, no, it was it was Taken. Um, oh, Liam Neeson's yes. Talk, yes. You know, talking to the into you the phone for Taken. You didn't have the voice. No, yeah. well, I can't do an Irish accent. Yeah. You know, I, I can't even do an Australian accent. So I'm not going to do an Irish one. Did you ever see him on when he was in Ricky Gervais in Extras? No, oh, no. the funniest episode. It was yeah. it was hilarious. He's come in and oh, I, I can't. I probably can't do it. But he's going. Oh, you know, I'm here to do a comedy gig sort of thing. And he, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's going. You know, he's trying to do a bit of improv. Yeah. You, know, you be the doctor. I'll be the patient. You know, Ricky's like, oh. Yeah, come in, you know, uh, what seems to be the problem today? And he's like, oh, I've got AIDS. It's like, oh, that's not very comedic. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. He goes, all right, we'll try something. He goes, oh, okay. Uh, knock, knock. Yeah, yeah. G'day, sir. What are you here for today? Um, I've got cancer. <laughs> what? Anyway, I have to, I have to from, check an improv, it out. from an improv point of view, yeah, pretty tough to work <laughs> with that. You know, very tough. You no, know, nowhere to go from there, is there? No, no. Um, no so, h- how you been, man? You've been good, oh, mate. I've been fantastic. Some good news. What's the good news, Lewis? We have our first sponsor. Hey, yeah, yeah. amazing. Who have we got? Who's so who's, who's we, reaching and grabbed the checkbook? Well. You know that the there's a medica or a, not a medication but a supplement that we are always banging on about or I'm always banging on about. Yes, Zilkeen. Zilkeen. Yes, fantastic. Have really? you noticed my pronunciation of Zilkeen is now correct? It's funny how just a little bit of sponsorship improves that, mate. It's, a, it's motivation, <laughs> is what it is, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. Obviously, Zilkeen is the product that that I love from a behavioural perspective. Yes. Really good for those mild anxieties, for thunderstorm phobias, car travel. Trips to the vet, separation oh. anxieties, all that sort of yeah, gear. Anything yeah. that's mild, certainly I love using it. Um, and uh, and um, obviously I used it for Olive when she went came in for the dental to the clinic. And, yes, and, yep. and, and loved it. Really, really good product. Easy to easy to use. Sprinkle on the food. Can get it over the counter. Yeah, fantastic stuff. But. There's some bad news with that, mate. Oh, no. What's the bad news, Lewis? Do you reckon we're compromised now? We're sponsored? What we're do you compromised. Mean, you, you mean integrity-wise? Yeah. Dude, did we have integrity to begin with? <laughs> probably not. You know, probably not. You know, we, we, we've been Spot call- on. We've been calling for sponsors for ages, and so now we've finally got one. You know, we, we can't we can't back down now. Well, we don't know what to do with it, do we? No. No. <laughs> like, what, what? What are we meant to say? Well, there you go. Well, thank you very much to uh, to uh, Zilkeen and, uh, and and Vet Quinol. So I guess if it's, uh, if it's something that you want to have a 
we're talking about, go and talk to your vet and see whether or not that might be something that could be appropriate for uh, your pet. But um, yeah, certainly from where you've been talking about, I've been trying to use quite a bit of it at work as well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Having some uh, having some success with it with with cases, so which is good. Fantastic. Well, also we've got a new Patreon subscriber, mate. Oh yeah, fantastic! Uh, yeah, Anthea has signed on board for two bucks a month. Oh, she, fantastic! She Andy, said, Anthea, uh, she, "Thank you very much." Yeah, thank you, Anthea. She said, "We're both worth twenty-five cents each." Well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's about twenty cents more than what Christina thinks I'm worth anyway. Oh, really? Per episode? Yes, well, that's all right. Oh, oh, shout out to Christina as well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I suppose apologies to Claudia. We uh, she got on really on board quite early. Yes, with the Patreon sponsorship, um, and we 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 didn't expect support. So quickly, yeah. So we're still in the process of getting our stickers made up, and uh, the, the stick—they're on their way. Yes, they're they're on their way. We're getting that done, and uh, and, and getting the t-shirts and uh, and all that sort of stuff done. But if you if you haven't checked it out yet, we've got our uh, our Patreon page. So uh, if you'd like to uh, kick a little bit of cash our way, just to help to uh, you know sponsor us, keep the podcast yeah, going. Exactly. You know, we're uh, you know it's costs a little bit of money to, to, to do the yep. podcast and while we're not sort of screaming screaming poor a little bit of money just helps to uh, yeah. helps to keep it going so pace, pace my haircuts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a bit hearty laugh what's going on there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now listen mate speaking of listeners yeah we've got uh eight listeners in Colombia. Uh, now and I'm, I'm wondering, mate, any of those Collingwood players? Do you reckon at all? Colombian Collingwood players? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, or Collingwood players over in Colombia. Oh, gee, making some, yeah. some transitions, uh, some transactions, some transitions, transitions. Well, I heard about that. The one the Collingwood guys got yeah. done for illicit substances. Yeah, so, you it's know, really, it's really sad. I reckon which in some is ways, it, which is is. I mean, you always hear about people talking about, you know, so, I mean, AFL football is their young guys and it's a microcosm of society. But, you know, I mean, in order for them to be able to name who it is, I mean, it's got to have been the, still the three strikes. So, well, you know, yeah, so, you'd think so, 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 wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this this dude, I mean, obviously there's reasons for why they're doing it. And, um, I mean, football players, as much as what they get paid an awful lot of money to do things, it's only for a very short period of time and they're only really young dudes to be they sort are of young, doing it. And exactly. So, yeah. And um, there was a, I was reading in the newspaper the other day, there was, uh, they're talking about trying to televise the under 18s um, right. uh, uh, competition, yep. which is like, what a ridiculous thing! You got all these kids that are, you know, are going through trials and tribulations of school and hormones, and then and getting told that, oh, hang on, you're a good player, and then you're going to put them on TV as well. Yeah, just uh, I think from a mental health point of view, I think it's a bit dicey. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit worried, but no, yeah, good luck to Collingwood. If they got any players now, they got injuries. Uh, they got, uh, yeah, uh, drug uh, tests, uh, injuries, drug tests. Yeah, I think I think Nathan Buckley's really toey to try and pull the jumper on for finals time again. <laughs> He feels like he's got some uh, un- unfinished business yeah. there. So rough trot for him at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, mate, what's been what's been happening with you this week? Yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, so uh, hand on heart, thought I was going to have Rosie's video up and oh. sorted out from the dental. Yeah, um, been and, waiting and, for and, that. It has been uh, a dog's breakfast from way to go. It's taken me three shots <laughs> to try and put it on there for YouTube to say no, we're not going to put that video on there for you. So I was like, oh, okie dokie. What, so what's, what's going on, mate? Won't uh, you knock, a, your, won't you a, knock a, your 5210 and lay to load it up, your little clam phone yeah. there? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, trying to, uh, the internet connection side is out. <laughs> just going up pixel by a time. Um, no, it's uh, like I was saying that the file's too big, so I compressed it. Uh, and then I've tried loading up at work. So the link that's on the show notes from uh, that was on initially wasn't working. Right. Now the new one on there 
is working. Good. So it should hopefully be on there and showing fine. So you can see me giving Rosie an anesthetic, um, yep. uh, uh, doing the dental, how the actual dental works, and then also see her uh, once she's woken up cool. as well. Because so it, is, it is dental month at the moment at most clinics. It is still, still dental month, yeah, yes. August is dental month and uh, flip the lip, as people flip say. Flip the lip and have, have a sniff. Uh, have a sniff, right. Oh, I like to put the have a sniff on there because you're going to flip the lip, well, then that's one thing, but you've got to have a sniff, Lewis. Right, a bit of a scratch and sniff, you reckon, mate? I don't the scratch and sniff thing, you know, and that's a... <laughs> <laughs> got to be careful what you're scratching there, you know. <laughs> well, speaking of, of, of smelly things and, and that sort of thing, the um, you know last uh, last week we talked about Carl, one of my vets at work, having having the undies incident where oh, he got yes. the undies stuck in his pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, undies gate, perhaps as we'll talk it. Undies gate, yeah, yes. Undies gate. Well, my nurse, one of my nurses, Kate, came into the office this week, um, and basically you know said to me, "Oh, your next appointment's here." Oh, yep, yep, sure, no worries. And and then I quote. They are wearing a nice dress and a nappy. Oh, oh what? Huh? Uh, what, what uh, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, we've got USA listeners, so nappy or a diaper. Diaper, diaper yep. yeah. So now, I'm a vet. We're vets. Uh, yes. I, I hope people realise that by now. <laughs> and my, my it's first, right there in the title. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my first thought was, are we talking a cat or a dog? Yeah. But then I saw the smile on my nurse's face. And I thought maybe she's talking about the owner. You're right. So straight out there, this is definite podcast material. Yeah. Right here, so, yeah. <laughs> so so I went into the consult, and it was a, it was an oodle dog, right? Yes. Poodle, cavoodle, yep. poodle, snoodle, goodle, yep. goodle. Yep. Yep. Wearing a dress and a nappy. Quite quite a cute little dress. Right. Do you, do you get many nappy wearing dogs in Matt Waverley, Robbie? I I've had a couple. Right. A couple with it that are incontinent. That the owners oh. have gone and, and put nappies on to try and help out with their incontinence. Right. Well, so yeah. I was worried that I, maybe I was scared the scared the poop out of the dogs in the country. And and didn't want to get a nice uh, didn't want to touch the cloth on that uh, <laughs> on on the dress. <laughs> Touch the fur, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so we had the had a consult, and it was you know it was uh, the owner. They, the English wasn't their first language. Okay, yep. So conversation was a bit difficult. You know, I tried broaching the subject of maybe let's talk about toilet training. It was a young, young, young dog. Yeah, okay, but yep. Really didn't get very far with that. It was a bit of a checkup, had a vaccination. Yep. Um, all good. Finished the consult. Yeah, you know, everything seemed fine. And then came to the end of the day, and I'm you know walking out the front door, and they're dumped on the front doorstep. The nappy. The nappy. She's been left on the front door. Dumped on the front door. No way. Uh, is, is that some kind of hint of to what what they think of our vet clinic? Gee or? whiz, that's a bit. That's a bit rich, isn't Very it? Very weird behaviour. Yeah. But, wow. But maybe a little community service announcement that look, if you do bring your dog to the vet in a nappy, yeah, yeah, please put it in the bin after you finished. Well, in 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 fairness, do you guys have a specific nappy bin? Ooh, you know, like so. Point. I mean, you well, know, we do now. You do now. Yeah, it's got one <laughs> nappy in it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because when you go to go to the um, change rooms and things like that, you know, at the at the supermarkets, they've got a specific nappy bin. Yeah, they're, so they're quite big though. That'll fill the whole consult room. Well, Would it be a decent sized <laughs> nappy bin? Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll uh, I've got another story about bins and weird things in there, but I'll run it past you first to see whether or not we actually bring it into evidence or not. Right, right. Maybe, maybe maybe for the next episode. All righty. Uh, what do you got this week? Uh, mate? So uh, I was, um, you know, the, the odd spot, the age odd spot. Oh, I love like, it. You know, always keeping an eye out for. Animal-related uh, things, and there, so there was one in the odd spot from last Saturday. A Beijing zoo created uproar when visitors found a dog in a cage marked "Siberian tiger." <laughs> Regular rabbits spruked as long-eared rabbits. 
I don't know whether or not it was uh, guinea, uh, yeah, guinea. Yeah, long-eared guinea pigs like our Queensland yeah. listeners have to do. Yeah. Um, uh, the crocodile pond occupied by swans and cages marked owl and golden eagle also containing dogs. <laughs> the zoo has reduced its ticket prices. <laughs> Oh my and goodness! So, and so then I thought, okay, well, I can't just bring just bring an odd spot article to the um, yeah, yeah to the podcast. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to try and research this and try and find the original article, and I couldn't find it. But I did find well, some other stuff. Yeah, isn't wasn't there a zoo that did a, had a chow chow dog? Am I still in your thunder, mate? Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. my lunch right, there. But go and bring right. it on, bring Let, it on because yeah. I've got photos to show as well. A, so a go for chow, it. Chow chow dog with a big mane. Yeah, as a lion, wasn't it? Yeah. So so I've got the um, <laughs> yes. a, a, a Tibetan mastiff right. um, that they had there. So there's a picture of the Tibetan Mastiff that oh. they're trying to pass off as a lion. I mean, is it, it is certainly a big, hairy beast, that's for sure. Yeah, well, was it the barking that gave it away? Or? So that's it, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, a Chinese zoo supposed African lion was exposed <laughs> as a fraud when the dog used as a substitute started barking. <laughs> Uh, Maybe it was anxious. Maybe it needed a bit of. A bit hang of, on, hang on. Zilkeen. Zilkeen. Hey, yeah. so, hey, that was seamless. Yeah, yeah seamless. Yeah. This was back in 2013, so I don't think there was Zilkeen around. Oh, no, then, it's just new, new product. New product. Yeah. So if there are any any Tibetan zoo or Tibetan yeah. uh, mastiff uh, uh, lion charlatans out there that are worried about barking. Try some Zilkeen. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the, the zoo is absolutely cheating us, a mother told the paper. Um, uh, where was it? Um, that's right. It was quoted a mother who was visiting the zoo to show her son the different sounds animals made, but oh. he pointed out that the animal in the cage labelled African lion was barking. <laughs> so, that's one clever kid. So I'm thinking the mum was saying, no, that is a lion. It says it right there. And the kid's going, mum, that's a bark. Right? It's barking like Buster does. Yeah, like, who's Buster? Well, his dog. His, his dog. Oh, his there dog. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah Of course yeah. it's his dog. It's his dog. Yeah, yeah. Buster. Buster the, Buster the, uh, the, 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 the Beijing Shih Tzu, maybe. Um, right. Now, well, the, I think it possibly was a Shih Tzu. Uh, uh, well, it's, hey. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Oh, oh, mate, no. you lined it up can for we, me. Can we Spiked it down. Can, can we wind it back in and say, yeah, di- and did you hear about what sort of dog it was that they had in the owl cage? <laughs> it was a shih tzu. Camilla would have been all over that, mate. Oh, Your mate. daughter, all um, over that. Now, uh, but then uh, there was also some other uh, interesting ones that were uh, that were in the zoo. Um, like, so when I was Googling yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, uh, other dodgy uh, Chinese zoo things, Pop-up penguins shock China Zoo visitors. Um, Visitors visitors expecting an array of exotic animals at a zoo in southern China were left disappointed when they were confronted with inflatable penguins. Oh, that's fantastic. Inflatable penguins on the inflatable (laughs) penguin display. Like the big Optus promo they did many years ago, big inflatable penguins. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, and these are the ones that are supposed to just stay on their bottoms as well. Oh, yeah. They're just blown up. They haven't even put any water into the bottom of them to actually have them stand up. So they just look like a whole lot of drunken, flopped over... Inflatable penguins. So There's, there you go. Another, well, another well, shit zoo. Wasn't wasn't there another one where they they had a donkey painted stripes on it like a like a zebra? And called it a zebra. Yeah, yes, did I you did. get that one? I didn't find that, that was one. a recent no. one. I think. Oh, yeah, was it? It was a shabby looking donkey <laughs> and a shabby looking zebra as well. I reckon. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, th- I've got a little update on the live export stuff now. Ah, yeah, righty up. Uh, uh, several months ago, there was a, a sixty-minute show on TV. I don't know an expose. Yeah, yeah, where there was a shipment of 
uh, live exports of sheep that were in horrible conditions, yeah. struggling with the heat going over the Middle East. High um, mortality rates yeah, and yeah, yeah, really two, bad conditions. Two, two and a half thousand sheep died on, on that ship. Um, and there's been a little bit of an update that uh, this is from ABC News. Australia's largest live sheep exporter and the company at the heart of the live export scandal, Emmanuel Exports, has lost its licence. Right. The departure of agriculture and water has confirmed. So... Essentially, it's just saying that you know, obviously these guys could not conform to the new regulations that have been put into place. Yeah, and good on them. I think that if if they can't conform, if they can't guarantee the welfare of those sheep, yeah, and keep the mortality rate to a, a minimal and acceptable, well, you know, what's an acceptable? What's level? acceptable? That's the but, hard part, yeah, isn't it? Really yeah, hard, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. to a low level, yeah, um, then good on them for for um, for, for uh, cancelling their license. I think and. And uh, yeah, so so just a little update there, and probably going to be a big wake up then for the rest of the industry as well. Or they're saying you are being watched. Yeah, yeah. and like we we're saying with the um the the episode when we we're talking about it, the unfortunate thing is is that there was a lot of people that were caught with their pants down with that yeah. with that scenario. Yeah, um, and so I think there's going to be a lot of um a lot of uh, unfortunately yes there are. You know, there's there's mortality rates with sheep just out in a paddock. Exactly. You know, um, yes. yeah. Yep. So there is always a low level of mortality rate that is there, and when then they're in a more intensive situation, well, that mortality rate is always going to go up. Yeah. But um, you know, it's that thing of right. Well, let's let's try and mitigate what we can mitigate, and try and make what uh, either you need to stop it. You know, which. I, I think would probably be the, the the best thing, but you know if it's going to keep on going, it's got to be as as uh, as clean and as safe and as um and as uh, uh, humane. Yeah, as welfare, as it yeah, welfare, can be. humane, exactly. And I think it's good to know that that the government or the Department of Agriculture, you know, they're willing to use that big stick. You know, yeah, yeah. If you if you you know, often you think, oh, they're you know just uh, you know hitting them with a wet mop or whatever it is. Yeah, but, yeah. but in this case, they've cracked down and they've gone, nut. Nah, we're cancelling your licence. So, I mean, good to hear that, that something's actually, I suppose, uh, positive in a way has come mm. out of it um, and hopefully help improve the welfare and, like you say, the huma- humanity aspect of the, of the trade. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there we go. A little update there. and Nice um, one. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know... I can't can't segue from that into no, uh, you know, into, into yeah, no no segue for this one. But um, yeah, we were talking a few episodes ago about uh, how's your uh, <laughs> <laughs> go on. You brought that into evidence now. Um, so so uh, listeners, uh, Lewis has just done a little bit of a neck crane thing there. Oh, it's looking like a, um, you know when you see you know what you look like when you go to um when you go to a town square and you see the pigeons when they're trying to uh you know find themselves a very special friend oh, and they're walking around and they're head up yeah, yeah. bonging their head up and oh. That's what you're doing there. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Why don't you tell the listeners about why you're uh, giving yourself a crane well, neck there, man? Well, listeners, I got some new glasses during the week. I've hit that age where I'm now going from just plain glasses to the old multifocal, which means I get different uh, sort of powers of. Uh, lens at different levels of my glasses. So Deb said I look like a thunderbird with me trying to get the right distance and <laughs> trying to see up close. And I'm getting headaches and sore eyes. It's just and, and Robbie's just caught me trying to look at the, the levels on the computer <laughs> after I've just looked at him and I've got I've got no idea what I'm looking at. It's just a blurry screen. Oh no! So yeah. <laughs> That's why Robbie's laughing at me. Maybe you'll have to get, you should just get like one for each class and you just got to blink from side a, to side. A monocle, you reckon? A monocle, that's, yes. That's a good, like, that's a good like, look. Like um, money bags from um, from Monopoly. Yeah, or Colonel Clink. Colonel Clink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I know nothing. I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we've had a, a bit of a run of 
um, uh, urinary cats um, right. and it worked this week. So, yeah. Um, so yeah uh, Cats coming in with urinary tract infections. Uh, we had a blocked cat as well, right. um, which was a uh, bit of an odd one. You know, he was a um, sort of outside of the normal realm of uh, the the normal presentation. It was actually a fourteen year old uh, male cat, right? Um, Overweight? When, uh, not particularly. No, no right. No. Um, and yeah, when okay. we uh, when we unblocked him, his urine was just a swarming pool of bacteria. So, oh wow! So I reckon what's happened is he's had a urinary tract infection. Yes. He's, the end of his penis is blocked off with a little bit of pus. Yep. And then because there's no other signs of anything else in there, no crystals, no right. nothing. Right. And so then those bugs have just gone crazy and just started turning his bladder into a, uh, yeah, you know, a nice big irritated uh, mess. Bleh. So, Gee so whiz. yeah, but he wow. went, went, went home really well. So, so keep an eye out for your cats, especially it's at this time of the year. I think when you've got all the other cats that are starting to run around outside and trying to get into fights and things, if you're not. Yeah, this is a time where I think you do see a lot of uh, upswing of cats getting urinary tract issues, the behavioural issues, the the, the straining, yeah. the spraying, as well as then um, showing you signs of uh, potential blockages well, and things. I so. think the feline lower urinary tract disease, there are some studies that say, yes, it's more common when there's been a lot of rain outside, I think yeah. is the thing. And that's thought, they're not really sure, but maybe related to cats that normally wear outside. Yeah. You know, kind of don't want to go out because it's raining, so they hold on for longer. That's a theory. Yeah. I think it's normally, you know, uh, different to your cat normally, overweight sort of middle middle age male cats or even blocking up even younger ones you know it's often younger ones i I usually see it's a usually drops off a cliff as far as block cats being after about sort of seven or eight years of age you know yeah and that's why when i looked at this guy 14 years old there's something weird going on here and that's yeah yeah but yeah um, that is an odd odd presentation definitely but all good mate went home all good went went home the next day purring eating his food you know dilution's a solution to pollution lewis so got the catheter in there drained all the all the yuck stuff out flush it out with some saline and yeah super vet robbie back on the job mate win again yeah exactly speaking of super people yes that's a segue yeah yeah you like that that you just spoiled it by mentioning something mate just gotta let it go just Just, ride ride with it i had to point it out maybe because it was beautiful (laughs) speaking of riding with it we've got a lot of new followers riding along with us on instagram fantastic who who we got there's another one yeah Uh, (laughs) we um we actually oh, we had one military follower, or oh. look like look like possibly somebody from the military. So got the, you know, the military helmet and the military, uh, you know, garb on. Um, I couldn't really sort of see their profile to know who they were or, yes. or too much about it. But maybe we've got some military people listening in. Fantastic! So big shout out to you guys. You know, doing service for our country. Yeah, uh, men and women out there that are you know defending our borders or or, yeah. or protecting us from from the baddies, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. Um, good stuff. Something Sacrifice. never really thought of. Sacrificing their uh, their their potential safety. So thank you, sir. Thank you yeah. very much for your service. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah, yeah wonderful. Alrighty, mate. We better move into Let's some guts in. of the show. Eh? No problems. Uh, all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information. But as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you need any clarification. Good stuff, mate. All right, what, what do you got for us today? I wanted to talk about kennel cough. Ah, oh, yes. Kennel cough, a chestnut. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Is that a hey, goose that's on a segue. cough you got going on there, mate? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's not a segue. No, no, no. no. That, 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 that's just laryngitis. Yeah. That is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just bag mic craft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you turned your mouth away a little bit from it. Just yeah. don't mix that mic up because I don't want to be getting crook while I'm training, you know. I don't, I don't need any oh, How boys. is the training going? Yeah, not bad. I've got 10Ks in today, 21 tomorrow. So, Ooh, 21. Yeah, 21, 24 next week. Going up Wowzers, for a, going, mate. To, going to a wedding up in Bris Vegas next week. So I need to uh, you know, go for a run around uh, Morton, uh, Morton Bay Island for uh, trying right. to find 24 kilometres worth of tracks. Wow, we, mate. Gee yeah. whiz. So that's all right. You know? All righty. Anyway, back, to, back so, to Ginnikoff. So kennel cough, it's a um, it's a really common thing, you know. Um, coughing dogs, you know. So we're we're, we're specifically talking about coughing dogs at, at yep. this point because coughing cats are a whole different Ooh, beast, yes, you know. Yes. Um, and and even then with coughing dogs, we're gonna allude a little bit to some of the other causes that can cause coughs. But for the for the sake of clarity, we're just gonna mainly sort of talk about the what we call the infectious canine tracheobronchitis. Yep. So the kennel cough that is spread by dogs picking up. Infections. Yeah, so you're creating a little bit of a controversy there, mate. It's not really called kennel cough, is it? No, well, it, correct. It, yeah, it's, it's what. Uh, actually, I was talking to someone at work today about. No, not today. This week about this. Yep. And I was all on. Oh, it's all about canine cough now. Yeah, it's right. And we went through. It was no, it's not kennel cough. Yeah, no, you no, because you can get it elsewhere. It's canine cough. But then she was saying, oh, I think it's actually meant to be calling it. You know, the full name, infectious. What is it? Tracheobronchitis. In, infectious tracheobronchitis. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I don't know. We might even be getting more old school. You, you know? say potato. Yeah. I say potato. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not it's you know, Vegemite yeah, on toast. It. It's Vegemite on toast. Yeah, exactly. You know, what is it, mate? Let's get into that. So, um, so what is it? It is a um, uh, an infection that dogs pick up um, by uh, from a, a dog that's got the infection coughing and aerosolizing the organism and then a susceptible dog breathing that um that organism in through like a little cloud of you know of, of bugs of aerosolizing mate aerosolizing what yes. does that mean so that means where the when the dog coughs the it coughs and then the particles that are uh, emitted in the cough then contain uh, little bits of the organism yep. then another dog goes <gasps> and sucks it in uh, and then right. it colonizes into the airway kind of so, like when you see it see a sneeze in the sunshine isn't it yeah. Those slow-mo sneezes are fantastic. (laughs) It's the most horrific thing you've ever seen in your life. And it usually is invariable that then someone in your consult room comes in and sneezes like the next day and it's like... I've just worn all of that. That's just horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, so, um, so yeah. So the 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 organisms that cause it, there there are actually quite a few different organisms that cause it. So that we, it's not when we talk about kennel cough, canine cough, infectious. Uh, infectious tracheobronchitis it's not a single organism that causes the infection it is a group of organisms yep. that all cause very similar cl- clinical signs yep so um and it's a a group there's there's bacteria there's viruses the difficult part is is that you know often you don't know what the organism is that's actually causing it yep because most of the time it's a fairly sort of mild infection yeah. that, you know, that generally is what we call self-limiting, which is usually it gets better by itself. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, I mean, obviously places you can catch it anywhere where you meet other dogs, isn't it? Correct, so, yeah. You know, yes, it can be at the kennels. Yeah. But it can be at your dog park. It yep. can be at doggy daycare. Yes. You know, it can be all sorts of different sort of situations you can get it. Your friend brings their dog around. You take your dog yep. to school. It's, it is it is literally like... Um, so the, the, the way I describe it to people, because invariably they come in... I Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I still call it kennel cough because that's what owners know. Yeah, they you know? understand um, that. Yep. Yeah, that's what um, yep. and, um, and then they go, but my dog doesn't go to yeah, kennels. Yeah. You go, aha. Then we open, yeah. unpack the box of, 
it's just like kids going to childcare. You yeah. know, the greater the concentration of kids, you know, or, or of organ of, of creatures, yep. the greater the chance there is of spreading different bugs between each of them. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is, is that it all comes down to what the immunity level is that you've got for that particular organism to say where, and also the, the what is called the virulency or how potent that bug is yep. as to whether you're going to get infection yeah. or not. So yeah, the virulency, mate, like that. Yeah. Virulency. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Are you feeling particularly virulent today, Lewis? Oh yeah, yes. oh yeah. Oh, you look, you're looking virulent. Yeah, it's my glasses and my Thunderbird look. Yeah. It's quite, a, quite a virulent look. You're so, virulently looking up and down to try and yeah, try and get right. in a focus. Yeah. I think that's feverishly. <laughs> so tell me, what do I mean, we vaccinate for kennel cough. Yes. What, does that? Does that, that work? The, the good thing is then that's the ne- well the that's the next question. Isn't my dog vaccinated yeah. against kennel cough? Yep. So um so the answer is generally yes. We do have vaccines for kennel cough, but the the vaccines we have for kennel cough cover for about three of the eight bugs. Ah, so righto. so one of the bacteria and a couple of the viruses you get some level of protection of. So what we talk about with the the vaccine for kennel cough is that it helps to try and reduce the severity of the clinical signs for those organisms it's it's not going to 100 percent prevent all infection yeah exactly so, it doesn't guarantee that you won't get it does it but but like you said normally i reckon when you get a dog that gets a, a real kennel cough that's never been vaccinated yeah they're often going to hospital you put them on a drip they're often not eating really quite can be quite unwell with it but usually if they've been vaccinated um it's a much milder form um, you, you know, you can um, you can just give them maybe some cough suppressants or something just to settle the throat down. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, like you said, it'll just a tincture of time as well, and they'll get better. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And it, um, me, me personally, so I, and this is the, the the thing of where there's no no sort of you know absolute one hundred yep. you know, percent sort of songbook on how to do things. Like I, I tend to not use um, cough suppressants in them in them immediately. Yeah, um, right. Um, uh, main reason being, I've I've had a couple of cases where I've seen dogs that have had cough suppressants where then they've gone on to then get a bronchopneumonia. Wow, and, right. and again, hey, look, that's, there's, there ain't no science behind it. It oh, is just personal Waverly, experience. Mate. There's some bugs <laughs> over there. You, do, you travel over well, there. It was actually before we got to Mount I had It was... Um, it was one in England, um, and then one oh, England! That's yeah. that's terrible oh, over completely there. Completely yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Um, Welcome to our English listeners. English listeners, we're glad to have you on. Yeah, great. To- Check us out on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, it, it's uh, I. I usually say to people, yeah, look. Uh, so, if the dogs are um, uh, a sore in the throat, I will often use an anti-inflammatory. I'll use a um, a, a short-acting cough right. suppressant, just something just to try, like just a, an injection of um, butorphanol, yeah, just right to try on. and help to yeah. um, reduce, like a bit of an, a short-acting anti-tussie. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, and as long as the dogs' lungs are clear, their temperatures all right, and the dogs are otherwise okay. Then usually I try and leave them at that, you yeah, know. Right um, yeah, you know, okay. if, if their oh, temperatures up, their lungs are the lungs are sounding crackly, or, you know, so it sounds like there's something going on in the chest. Yeah. All the dogs are unwell, and that's usually when I'll try and start cranking things up because that's then when you go right. Well, this isn't just a this is something that you can sit back and watch. Yes. This is an infection of a dog that we need yes. to try and uh, try yeah. and help out. Yes, but I think that the reason I use might use the cough suppressant uh, things a bit longer with my experience is just. I feel owners are often saying, oh, it's keeping me awake at yeah. night. It's coughing. You know, I'm not getting any sleep. Yeah, yeah. And I think, well, if I can give you three days of, of, of cough suppressant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously if we're still coughing you know, after that period or it's not improving. Yeah. Then, yeah, then we come back and have a recheck and we think, of you know, reassess it a bit more. Do we need to ramp it up? Because Absolutely, because yeah. Because I, I guess the big thing that probably you, we want to get across is that it's not something we whack antibiotics at. We don't use All antibiotics. No. 
we rarely probably I yeah, would say yeah. rarely use antibiotics to treat it. And so certainly if you're you, know, you come in and, and we diagnose your dog, you know, I diagnose your dog with kennel cough, canine cough, whatever yep. you want to call it, you're not gonna go to the clinic with antibiotics. You know, yeah, unless your dog is not eating, yep. not well and got a rip roaring temperature. Yeah, for sure. So so yep. it is just like a cold when you go to the doctor. Yeah. The doctor goes, Here you go, have a have a cold and flu and, and, yeah. and a rest and uh, and you'll get better. Yeah. I, I say to people that the you know, if I was to give you antibiotics, it's more to make you feel like I'm doing something rather yeah. than me actually thinking yeah. the antibiotics are going to do anything. Yeah. Give you them know? some Zilkeen instead. Zilkeen, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, calm them down. That'd be tops. We're so good at this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got this made. Fluid it's as. Mint. Minted. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, you know, um, the uh, – so, like I was saying, yeah, the um, – I, I agree. With you. I, 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 if I've got a dog that the cough keeps on going, then yeah, that's the time where I look at trying to trying to crank them on the cough spread. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it comes down to how long it's been going on for, yeah, and right-o. as you say, how much it is um, causing the dogs and the owners' issues. So yeah, 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 yeah um, exactly. Uh, the is it infectious? It's right there in the title. Infectious tracheobronchitis. Yeah. It is hella infectious. Highly. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. So, um, you know, if you've got one dog that's got uh, kennel cough, uh, there's a very good chance that your other dogs have already been exposed to yep. it by time that one dog's actually showing clinical signs. But it depends on the immunity yep. that that other dog yeah. has. If it's already seen that bug before or it's got a little bit more immunity, maybe, it, you know, it's responded stronger to yeah. a vaccine you may not get the clinical signs. It's like signs. a cold going around the house, isn't it? You know, half the household might get the cold and the other half don't. It's yeah. Just, just luck of the draw in Absolutely. some ways, in many ways. So, t- so tell me, Robbie, if, if, if your dog's got a cough, is it is it definitely going to be kennel cough or...? Look, it's it's always on the list of dogs who yep. got kennel cough. You know, so so this is what I was saying earlier, that yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we might sort of drill down on some of the other causes of, of, of chronic coughs, you know, yes. with dogs later on. Oh, but, yeah, um, good idea. You know, it's a thing of, you know, if it's an acute cough... Or your dog's had the obvious exposure. It's been to kennels. It's been to doggy daycare. Hooves and zebras. You know, if you've got a, yeah. a dog that that's a young dog that's got a goose honk cough, yeah, so a, so acute cough. So is there so, an ugly cough? Uh, yeah, oh, the very very ugly cough. You know, starts walking around. You know, looking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dishevelled, dishevelled. Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. This, is, yeah, this is really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right, so good, mate. Good, fantastic, good stuff. So, so yeah, so so acute meaning sudden. So yeah, all um, oh, right, okay. So if you've got an acute cough, so a cough where it just comes up really, really suddenly, um, and and it's a young dog and it's had that chance of of exposure, chances are it's probably going to be an infectious cough. So we still bring them in, you know, especially if, like if it's. If your dog's eating nor eating normally, feeling well, but otherwise has got this cough, and you want to give it, you know, 24, 48 hours, well, why not? You yeah. know, if the dog otherwise seems well, and the dog is well, yeah. you know, um, if your dog's unwell, the cough's getting worse, or you know, doesn't quite fit the fit the picture. You go, well, hang on, he hasn't been to kennels or seen any yes. other dogs. He's a fourteen-year-old Cavalier King Charles. Oh, that's yes. you know, um, yeah. you know, he's, we he's talked had a, about those, didn't yeah, we? Like, the other week, he's had a cough members. that's gone on for the last, you know. For for you know the last six months and suddenly it's getting a little bit worse. That's probably not a kennel cough cough. There's probably something else going on. Yeah. So you know it could be anything from collapsing tracheas or heart problems or you know um, chronic bronchitis. They could have you know got a, um, a suck down an infection from their mouth if they got dirty teeth and they have got chronic bronchitis. It could be asthma. It could be yeah, all sorts of stuff. A whole, so, whole lot of things, mate. Exactly. And yeah. like you said, I think we can probably cover some other causes for for coughing, maybe. In 
in some other episodes. Oh, I think that might be a good hot button topic to uh, to touch with. What do you reckon? Yeah, for sure, man. Absolutely. Now so, we we you know, uh, last week we we played one of the interviews we did at the ASAV, the Australian Small Animal Veterinary Conference, the, in Melbourne. That, yeah, yes, in Melbourne that day we had that was a, that was a fun day. It was good good fun catching up with some stall holders. T shirts on. Yeah, it was, you know, was was really good. So we've got um we've got. Uh, our next interview in the in the um, series, yeah, slotted in, yeah, in the series, yep, which is actually with um, uh, with Anthea McClintock from Vetikinol. Yes, so Vetikinol are uh, just by coincidence the makers <laughs> of Zilkey. No coincidence <laughs> in that at all. Yeah, but, but we had a chat with Anthea, and she was a, she's a real laugh. She's she's one of the reps um, for for the company, um, and so this recording starts a little bit before the actual interview starts, as the three of us were chatting about our media, our media or our press passes, yes. and, and how the a, the Australian Veterinary Association managed to get our names incorrect. Well, your name incorrect. I got I, I got mine all right. Yeah, but yeah. No, that, no, no, not totally. We're over at the stand and going to get our media passes. Yeah, and the lady oh, yeah. Margaret's going, oh, yep. Now the media passes they're here somewhere. I remember you, Robbie Alderton. Alderton, that's <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. She called me Alderton. Alderton, and then, and then pulled out mine, and mine was Kirk Mann. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I nailed it. Alrighty, so. But she thinks you're more man than man, mate. So, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah nice. Take it as a compliment. Yeah, nice and yeah, I feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so look, let's, uh, let's head off to the next interview. Let's roll the and see what happens. Hey! If there are any mistakes, like uh, Robbie You'll pronounces things incorrectly, you let it. We'll out. edit it out, Thank yeah, you. and we'll uh, we'll put it correctly. Like, like, like Lewis Kirkman, yeah, I know Kirk- Lewis Kirkman. <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm Lewis Kirkman. Oh my gosh! My, enti- my entire life, right, I've been called Anderson, 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 Anderson. They get my name right, and they've got Lewis's wrong. I yeah. love it. But at reception, they said, "I remember you, Robbie Alderton." Alderton. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, now who's going to introduce? You want to introduce? Don't let Robbie introduce me. I'll introduce. Fantastic. But you need to say my name correctly. Alrighty. Okay, so we're still cruising around the stands here at the ASAV conference and we've met up with Anthea who works for Zilkeen, a product I'm a big fan of. Well, actually, you're incorrect. I work for Vetikinol, who's produces Zilkeen. Right, oh. okay. Well, I didn't want to say the v- that word because I can't pronounce it. So <laughs> so we'll stick with Zilkeen, might be the go. So tell us, um, tell us, Anthea, uh, the product Zilkeen that I'm a big fan of. Yes. Can you give us some idea how it works, please? Yeah. Like, do you want to know actually how it works? So it's derived from milk. It's yes, the casein perfect. protein. Yes. Um, and they've hydrolyzed the casein protein to create the peptide called alpha-cazosapine, which wow. works on the GABA-A receptor. There is no way okay. I'm, I'm going to be able to get any all pronunciations right. <laughs> in this right, Anthea, at all. So, you know. All right. What it does is it helps cats and dogs feel less stressed. So it just helps them feel more relaxed yeah, in yeah. stressful situations. It's similar to a warm glass of milk, isn't it? 
Yeah, or, or better, or better, much yep. better because it's hydrolyzed yep. and more targeted. But it's also like breast when when a mother breastfeeds her child and the yep. baby becomes milk drunk. Yep, that's the same concept ah, as well. Right, yeah. fantastic. I've had some really good use with it. Yeah, yeah give it to a lot of patients. Yep. Um, both both dogs and cats, mm-hmm. and even one of my vet nurses has started on it now as well. Her or her animal? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> good, good, good question. I have to check that with it. Yeah, and when you were saying you have milk drunk, your vet nurse isn't having it with um, you know vodka or something like a white Russian or something like that, is she? You know, or is it? Uh, well, perhaps I should clarify. She's she's not a wet nurse. If that's where we're going, she's she's a vet nurse. <laughs> But yeah, um, so and and I use it a lot uh, for we use it a lot for cats that are coming into uh, coming into the clinic mm. um, when they're nervous about you know um, coming anxious. to see you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming, no, not see me. Just coming to the clinic. You're a crack. This is hilarious. It's great. Um, so yeah, and so we use it a lot for coming into clinic when yep. we're trying to chill them out for a visit, and I'll usually use it for two or three days before you start. Perfect. Is that what you sort of recommend? Yeah, a couple of days before coming to see Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> um, good for cystitis in cats as well. Yes. Um, so anything that's stress induced, use it for. Also, dogs, car rides, um, going on holidays, new babies as well. It's also good for introducing new pets. So new babies. <laughs> that could be a plug for my book there. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know that Lewis has written a book? I do because I you- listen to your podcast oh, there you go. Yeah, like everybody. <laughs> number one so anthea um how does it how does it come with a preparation how does it yeah, come it comes in a capsule so there's 30 to a bottle um and you open up the capsule and you can place the white powder on the dog the dog or cat's food so it's really highly palatable as well so easy to give um Pretty quick onset as well, so a couple of days is pretty quick for quick for an animal to feel calm. And then once the events pass, like let's say if you're treating it for thunderstorm phobia, once that's gone, you can take them straight off the product. Yeah, fantastic. That's what I love about it so much is it is palatable. Mm-hmm. Certainly, I've used it on my cat Olive when she came into the clinic when we and did dental on her, yeah. and she just ate it right up, just just chewed it right up. Whereas the other medication that I was using at the time, putting on the food, she just refused the food. So yeah. highly, yeah, highly agree. Highly it's really really palatable. It's it's fantastic. So yeah. Uh, and anything in the way of side effects, Anthea? You know? No side, no side effects, effects at there all. There you go. I remember when you came in, we were talking about this, and I thought, you know what, well, that's a pretty good selling point. So I thought yeah. I'd just lob that little ball there for you to spike it down. Yeah. yeah. No contraindications. So if the animal is old or young or even during pregnancy, this is absolutely safe to use. Um, yeah, it's just going to help the animal feel calm. Fantastic. Mm. Now, uh, and. Uh, uh, Anthea, I must say, well, lucky we came around to you to the pod, uh, the uh, to your stand today. He did send a message out on Instagram. Just want to check. He said that if I didn't come around, uh, you'd kill me and bury my body. I know, possibly, <laughs> possibly could kill you. I didn't actually make that threat. Is, so is if it, anything happens to you, I know, it I, can't be led back to me. I know you're a massive uh, <laughs> lover of podcasts. Give us, give us a list of your favourite podcasts. Uh, uh, two Vets Talk Pets is probably uh, my number uh, one. Right, I cut. That'll Boom. <laughs> Dropping the mic. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, Sword and Scale, True Crime. So right. anything True Crime and then your podcast. And that was why I was concerned. We thought yeah. we should come to the stand. So we're, we're the easy, li- easy listening one for you, Anthea. You know, you get the heart rate up with the true crime, and then we're just the uh, come uh, down nice before yeah. going to bed. Nice. You're my, you're my laughing podcast, especially oh, your laugh, Robbie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Anthea. Thank <laughs> you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> fantastic. All righty. Well, fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us today, Anthea. Thanks, boys. And um, and yeah, we'll, we we certainly love the product. You've got a great stand and set up here, and uh, and we'll um, we'll catch up again soon. I'm sure. Cool. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh man, she's a hoot. 
Uh, yeah, Anthea is good fun. She's uh, we, we had a uh, and um, we had one of the other uh, Vic Quinol um, uh, uh, reps Rip. sort of hiding in the background. We try getting her on. She's gone. No, 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 no! You're not putting me on. You're not putting me on. Yeah, no, no she's a very funny lady, and and obviously a huge fan of the show, which is great. Yeah, which is fantastic. It's good, good, good to have such a such a strong fan of the show. Yeah. So thank you very much, Anthea, and uh, thanks, uh, thanks again for uh, sponsoring the show with uh, with Zilke. Yeah, excellent. Now we've got a we've got a open the mailbag today. Hey. I think we've got a bit of time finally to to uh, crack into a mailbag. Excellent, question, good if stuff. I can see how much time we've got with my silly glasses. Just <laughs> working. We had a um, a Instagram question from Anna Anna K Harko. From Kiev in the Ukraine. Wow, okay. Yeah. You've been Truth to the Ukraine, mate? I have not been to the no, Ukraine. No, we no, should no. get over there. I've had a chicken Kiev, but I haven't <laughs> been to the Ukraine. I haven't been to Kiev in Ukraine. I don't know if the Kiev's from Kiev. And, 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 if, and if it's not, I'm, I mean no disrespect, but there's um, you know, a nice uh, garlic butter inside of a chicken breast <laughs> that's been crumbed and chucked in the oven for 45 minutes. Not bad. I think it's spelled differently, I'm pretty sure. It Kiev, could be. It's got a Y in it, the, the one in the Ukraine. Does it? Whereas doesn't the other one, I-E-V, Kiev? I-E-V, yeah. Yeah, it's what yeah. it says on the, uh, the bird's eye packet, mate, when you pull it out. <laughs> Now, this question, actually, we're a little bit overdue with our mailbag. Came in on the 6th of July. Right. So, we're a few months, few months slow. Yeah. Should but I take my dog to the vet? He's having trouble breathing. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> my dog's been coughing for six months. <laughs> Could it be kettle cough? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, got onto that a little bit late. Yeah. So, anyway, hello. I wanted to ask your professional opinion. We have a French bulldog. He is eight months old. So he's probably closer to 11 months old yeah. now. And we're thinking about neutering. I know that he's too young for it right now. Well, not right now, no. Yeah. But soon but soon, the question to do it or not will come up. Well, hopefully that's now soon. Everyone has different opinions of this. And online, you can read loads, loads of pros and cons. Mm. We're definitely not planning on breeding, but does it really have benefits to do it? And will not neutering have bad effect on his life? Thank you in advance for your reply. Well in advance too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so look, uh, great question, Anna. And, uh, and, and bonjour to your French bulldog. Bonjour, mate. Yeah, well, it's French, man. It's French. Oh, I thought you were speaking Ukraine. No. No, 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 no. no. Don't no, know that, Ukraine. No, Hello? no. That would be culturally insensitive for me to try and you know, come up with a half-assed uh, <laughs> uh, 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 welcome in, um, in, in Ukrainian, but um, I'll do it in French to the bulldog. That's yeah, right. lovely. Good stuff, mate. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so well, I guess we can perhaps... You know, there's a lot of uh, changes in thoughts about desexing. Yeah. And we're in a process of transition, I guess, um, where, you know, we're sort of as vets ourselves and as as a as an animal community we're sort of weighing up you know are we doing the right thing in desexing these animals at yeah. such a young age and i guess you know there's, there's there are a lot of pros and cons as as you sort of point out but the reasons that certainly i still recommend desexing at a young age for for a male dog your castration um you know there's there's medical benefits um and and I guess I put it into behavioural yeah, benefits for sure. as well. Yeah. So um, I you know I don't know about you, but the medical stuff you know the main one I suppose is is the prostate cancer sort of issue. Yeah, yeah, and testicular cancer. Obviously, yeah. if they're there, then they can you know they, they can have an issue. So, yeah. yeah. Well, when have you seen testicular cancer for? 
Oh yeah, yeah. In, 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 in um un undesexed male dogs, you'll often get um you know one enlarged testicle where right. it's where yeah yeah. So I don't reckon I've ever seen it unless it was an in, uh, you know an internal. Oh really? Internal monarch uh, testicle or you know stuck in the abdomen. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We um you know I again you know no studies or numbers, uh, yeah. but but you know a reasonably high occurrence of a, 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 an adult male coming in that's been undersexed, where one testicle is like right. four or five times the size of the other one. So right. so where it's producing a, an excessive amounts of sex hormones that is then causing the other testicle to uh, to to shrink up. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I, yeah, I, I, now I think about it, I've probably seen one at uni. I think I remember seeing a, a Rottweiler. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Just came in, just uh, just sitting on the one testicle. <laughs> yeah, just like a like a like yeah. a, 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 a gym ball. Yeah, gym yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a balance a balance ball. Doing some Pilates on his own testicle. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's obviously those benefits. Any other medical benefits you sort of? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, prostatitis and um, yeah. yeah uh, one thing that I reckon I um, saw more of when I was um, out working in Warrigal. I'd be interested to see whether or not you. Yeah, yeah, the same when you're out in the math was um, I reckon I saw more hit my cars in dogs out there where there were more undersex dogs. So dogs actually getting out yeah. because they were undersex trying to find themselves yeah. a girlfriend, you yeah. know, like yeah. so then they're getting out on the roads and more chance of getting skittled. Well, well definitely. There are some studies that, that show that desexing does decrease roaming. In dogs, yeah, right, yeah, definitely, okay. definitely male dogs. So, so that's certainly one of the things on my behavioural, yeah, yeah, list list of goodies. You know, there's um, you know, when when dogs are desexed um, or males are castrated at a young age, there's a decrease in urine marking that yep. occurs. So, you know, often I have owners that you know they've got a five year old entire male dog, yeah, and they say to me, you know, if I desex him, will the marking decrease? Now, five years we've been doing it for five years yeah. there's a lot of memory and um and sort of habit to yeah. that sort of situation and actually taking just taking away the testosterone at that age won't necessarily reduce the amount of marking that goes on so yeah. in that sort of situation yeah you do need to wind it back you know four and a half years and say all right six months of age we probably should have castrated and so that's that's yeah. one of the reasons certainly from behavioral perspective i do think um and there's a little bit of juries out on this one it does decrease reactivity in male dogs a little bit. Well, what do you mean by reactivity? So if you're out, you know, out at the park and you've got two sort of male dogs that are undesexed, yep. they're perhaps a bit more likely to gravitate towards each other and a bit more likely to arc up or get aggressive towards yeah, okay, each other. Right. That, yep. That's sort of that's sort of my sort of feeling. And and if you take away that testosterone level, right. perhaps you're less likely to have two dogs that are going to be as reactive yeah, okay. in the park. And and I guess in that way, you know, often I say to owners, I feel that sometimes when dogs are desexed they or males are castrated they tend to be more focused on their owner yeah okay you right know? so they're going for a walk they're less likely to be you know what's that what's that dog doing over a you know, male dog doing over there what's that female in season over there or yeah right you know, and and so perhaps you know i say to owners yes look it's not going to calm them down yeah yeah but it may mean they're just a little bit more likely to respond to you more controllable yeah po yeah yeah. Possibly, yeah yeah possibly i don't know if it's controllable is the word or more just more likely to be less distracted. Well, yeah, that's okay. a long sentence. Yeah. <laughs> less distracted, shall less we say? Less distractible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, I like it. Yeah, less distractible. And then the, the last one with behaviour, you know, um, we do know that it decreased the amount of humping and mounting. So, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of different reasons, and we might talk about it in another podcast as to why 
um, dogs sort of hump and mount um, each other and, and inanimate objects and that sort of thing. And why females do it too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But but there's some thought that, that, that uh, you know, castration will decrease the sort of chance um, of, of that happening. So yeah. any thoughts, mate? Oh, yeah, I think all you know, you've, you've covered, and particularly the, you know, and this is when the, the controversy really gets in of where then there's people are then saying. So I think as a as a general rule, most of the time, you know, vets are saying, yeah, de-sexing is a good idea. You know, yeah. um, and back in the black and white days when we graduated, it was... Oh, it was easy, wasn't it? Get them de-sexed, yep. de-sex them at six months, yep. everything's fine. Yep. And then from there, then there's people going, well, maybe we should do it earlier. Maybe we should do it later. Maybe we should, you know, I mean, in, in the females, it's, it's, it's very, very murky, murky yes. waters now. That's why I'm sticking to males. Males. Stage. Very, very easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and so I think part of the thing is is that you know we don't know. Yeah, there's there's no specific study saying that this is 100% what you have yes. to do. And that's the reason why so many people have got differing opinions. You yeah. know? Um, and I think a lot of people get grief as well from their councils as well, you know, as far as yes. for de-sexing and registration. Yeah, there's a discount for being de-sexed, exactly. isn't there? Often, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what um, well, one thing I would say for um for for you with your Frenchie is um you know as much as anything when you're going in and getting them de-sex, just make sure you have a good talk to your vet about how their airways and yeah, stuff are as one. well. Yep. Just on the you know as a, a tangent, just yeah. be, being a Frenchie, you know, um getting them checked out to see whether or not their airways need to have any uh, reconstructive surgery on there to yeah. help while they're young before you get any permanent change. But again, that's a story we can have for yeah, another day. Yeah, we can day, talk about that. So you obviously talking about the soft palate issues that they get the. the yeah, yeah br- brachycephalic obstructive airway syndrome. Wowzers. Yeah, nice, yeah. mate. Yeah, that, yeah, you're pulling so out the words today. This oh, is great. Dynamite. dynamite. Yeah. Anything I can do to uh, to impress you, Lewis, you know, is always good. <laughs> um, but no, I think, I think it, uh, at 11 months of age, if you're not going to breed with him, I reckon it's probably a pretty good, good, good time, time to do it. And it's, it's good you bring up the the issue of you know we used to be you know doing it earlier, doing it later, and there's some a lot of talk I guess amongst us vets about sort of anaesthetic risk at different ages. Yeah. So a lot of the uh, the shelters and that sort of thing will do them as young as they get them. You know. Yeah. So, so it might be you know ten or twelve weeks or even younger of yeah. age. Um. And and the 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 anaesthetic risk. I think the studies they've done have really shown that it doesn't really matter what age from an anaesthetics perspective that you do it. Yeah. It just depends with what the vet is comfortable with doing. Yeah, yeah. So if you're a vet that works at the shelter and you're always doing eight to twelve week old puppies, yeah, then uh, then your your anaesthetic risk is 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 as as usual. Yeah, and similar to somebody who's doing a dog at six months of age, who always does them at six months of age. So yeah. so there's certainly that sort of stuff that's been investigated as well. And yeah. so from from you know there's no issue with their lungs being developed or not developed. Yeah, um, yeah. And and having the anaesthetic. So um, yeah, g- g- really good question Anna and um and giving us some food for thought there so definitely a, a good burgeoning of, inf- of, of of topics it's great you know it gets us all having a good yak yeah excellent alrighty well I think that's about a wrap mate done fantastic very good so um so for everyone if you want to uh, get in touch with us hit us up at uh, two vets talk pets at gmail.com uh, jump on and find us uh, you know uh, tell your friends about us yeah you know, yep. t- you know to be if, if you if you're listening to this podcast send a link through to one of your friends just put it on your social media so you know hit them up on on Instagram and say check these clowns out they're pretty good yeah you know? or, or ring them up and tell them how to use podcasts yeah <laughs> Grab their phone, click yeah. open their podcast app, click on it. I had to do that with one of the nurses. She's gone, I don't know how to yeah. do it. Well, see this funny thing here called podcast. You tap on that yeah. and it comes up. You search it. There's my face. 
Click on yeah. it. Now you're away. Yeah, both my both my older vets. Yeah, they're they're like that. They got no idea. So I had to show them on their on their uh, on their on their phones as well. So yeah, no, de- definitely uh, check us out. We um we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, we also have the Patreon page. If you'd like to throw us a couple of bucks, you think what we're doing? You think Robbie's worth twenty five cents an episode? Or Lewis or, is worth seventy five cents? Wow, an episode. Yeah, an That'd episode. Be nice. yeah. Or five dollars. Robbie's bucks? worth five bucks an episode. Oh, you know, I don't know about that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> or Alrighty, guys. Okay, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at VetBehaviorist. And more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.